0: All right. Well, good morning once again. Um, if you want to turn to your uh, in your Bibles to Exodus 14, we are going to go old school, as they say, and we are going to um, look at the story when the Israelites get freed out of slavery. Um, to my knowledge. The Israelites were um, enslaved for roughly 450 years um, in Egypt. And then there were 10 plagues, which is all prior to what we're about to read. And if my calculations are right, which sometimes I have trouble counting from 1 to 10, I'm going to say that the plagues were probably roughly between eight and 12 weeks long. I actually looked that up, and no one could really fall on a good time frame. So we're going to go eight to 12 weeks. People were like four to eight weeks. I just don't see how it could happen in four weeks. But um, anyway, so we are talking about a people that have been in slavery for about 450 years. So uh, many of them, that's all they knew And so when this guy Moses comes in and goes to free them, and they get freed, they don't know what to do or how to act with that freedom. And so we're going to dig in to uh, chapter 14. I'll be honest, I don't know how far we're going to get. We may get to the actual departing of the Red Sea. We may not. Um, We'll just play it by ear. But as we all know, We're going through a transition here at Church on the Rock, so um, COVID has exposed a lot of us, and so uh, with that, it's the what now. What's going to happen now that Rashad, who's been here for uh, four or five years, has um, been the leader here at Church on the Rock, and um, what are we going to do as a people, as believers, that have attended here for four or five years? Are we going to follow a man named Rashad and leave Church on the Rock because he left? Or are we going to follow a man named Jesus and stay right where we are and continually grow? Um, the worst part about COVID is church attendance has dropped drastically, not just here, but across the United States of America. And... I don't know if you guys can tell, but you can tell church attendance has dropped. You can tell the love for Jesus has dropped. Because if it hadn't dropped, we wouldn't be in the situations we're in now. Everything you see on Facebook is an argument. Everything you see on Facebook is a distraction. If I scrolled Facebook right now, I guarantee, and I have a lot of pastor friends on Facebook But I guarantee the majority of my posts, well, not this week, I'll be honest. Somebody earlier at the 830 or at the 8 said they enjoyed scrolling Facebook yesterday because it was all positive stuff for this weekend because of Christmas. But let's go a week before Christmas, all right? If you would scroll through there, I guarantee 75%, if not more, was all negative. Nothing Christ-centered, everything trashing Joe Biden, everything trashing President Trump, And no praise to Jesus. We have our priorities messed up. We put all of our faith in worldly things and we don't have Jesus as the center. And therefore, it's very easy to get caught up in these situations. I'm guilty. Gosh, my wife's like, don't talk about COVID today. Please don't talk about COVID today. All right, I'm guilty. I'm just as guilty as everybody else. Don't talk about politics today. Don't talk about politics today. All right, but we're so quick to defend our thoughts, but so slow to defend our faith. And so I just want to dig into this story just a little bit and show how situations can dictate who we serve. And in this story, if you guys know it, we're leaders or in the process of becoming leaders here at Church on the Rock. And we have had a couple, I would say juvenile questions asked, which I thought, well, everyone knows that. And that's me just taking things for granted to think that everyone knows these things, and they don't. Um, so if I do that, and you don't understand, please come and ask me a question. If something you think is too juvenile, it's not. Like, even people that have been Christians for many years still have not heard some things. So, anyway, I have really enjoyed the Rooted. Hopefully, as things come out about Rooted, you guys will join one uh, when they come available to you. Um, But it is definitely a challenge, and it's been an awesome opportunity. But, anyway, let's look at God's Word. We are just going to read, and I'm just going to stop. We're not going to read the whole passage at once. We'll just stop and cover uh, some things that I noticed while reading this and what puts me uh, in the shoes of the Israelites as how we are today. So anyway, in Exodus 14, verse 1, I'm reading out of the Holman Christian Standard Bible. If you guys are following with an app, that's where I'm at. Um, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites to turn back and camp in front of... Piharath between Magdal and the sea. You must camp in front of Baal, Baal Zephon, facing it by the sea. So if I didn't say this, I'm sorry, but the, the Israelites literally just got freed. All right. The tenth plague hit. if you guys don't know the tenth plague is the uh, firstborn death. All right, the Passover, the blood on the lamp, are on the side post of the doors, all those things that just happened. So these people are now free. Okay. Remember they've been in slavery for 450 years. They're now free. And the Lord spoke to Moses and told the Israelites to turn back. All right. Turn back. Has anybody ever gotten out of a situation and never wanted to go back to it ever? All right. I've been in situations like that to where I've never wanted to go back. All right, they're out and now the Lord says, churn back." So they're churned back. And in verse three, it says, "Pharaoh will say of the Israelites, "They are wandering around the land in confusion. Their wilderness has boxed, the wilderness has boxed them in." And then it says, "I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them, then I will receive glory by means of Pharaoh and all of his armies. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, so the Israelites did this. So they listened to Moses, they're doing exactly what they were told to do, and then in verse five it says, when the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about the people and said, what have we done? We have released Israel from serving us. Short memory syndrome. All right, they just went through eight to 12 weeks of craziness, all right? Ten plagues. If you guys don't know what the ten plagues are, you guys ready to try to name them together? I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. All right. First one, water to blood. Second one, locust. Locust is one of them. Third. Fourth. Fifth. Sixth. Flies. Seven. Is that lice? Eight. Boils. Nine toads, frogs, yes. And then the 10th was death, the firstborn. All right. Yeah, hail. We named Hale. One of the young men over here out, outplayed us all. Just so you guys all know, they, they had more than any of us. So anyway, um, talk about a short memory. They just went through all that in eight to 12 weeks. And they're saying, and Pharaoh says in that eight to ten weeks, what have we done? We have released Israel from serving us. How many times do we get caught up in that? Bad things happen in our lives. We try to get away from it, and we end up doing this, right back to it because of lack of faith, because of being scared of change, being scared of different, all right? So let's look at verse 6 says, So he got his chariot ready and took his troops with him. He took 600 of the best chariots and all the rest of the chariots of Egypt with officers in each one. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the Israelites who were going out triumphantly. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, his horsemen and his army chased after them and caught up with them as they camped by the sea beside pi Hareth in front of baal Zephin. So imagine you just got freed. You're finally able to look back and see it in the distance, and all of a sudden they're on you again. All right? Put yourself in those shoes just for a minute. Think that you have lived in this slavery for 450 years. Most people, that's the only thing they ever knew. Now they're free from that, and God has allowed the Egyptians to catch back up to them. Not only did he catch up back up to him, but they used Pharaoh's best things. The chariots, that was the best modern warfare at that time. All right? You know what the Israelites had? What was on their back. They had no way of fighting. All right? But this is where Pharaoh messed up. He forgot who their God was. And here, and many times, us Christians forget who our God is. And we get so. Caught up in our situation that we don't think about our God. We don't think about Jesus. We don't think what He can do for us. You know, every situation we're put in, God's allowed us to be in that situation. If He's allowed it, guess who's going to get glory out of it? He is. And so many of us boo hoo when we're in certain situations. I'm guilty, I boo hoo. All right, so verse 10, as Pharaoh approached the Israelites, looked up and saw the Egyptian coming after them. Then the Israelites were terrified and cried out to the Lord for help. They said to Moses, is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you took us to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Isn't this what you Isn't this what we told you in Egypt? Leave us alone so that we can serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than die in the wilderness. That statement to me is so sad. So many of us would rather live an earthly life so we can fit in so people will like us, so people won't judge us, instead of taking a firm foundation on our Savior Jesus. We celebrated his birth just a few days ago, and all of us were happy, and it was easy to do because we were in our house. It was easy to do because we were with people most people, I heard a story just a little bit ago, but most people we were with were like faith. And it's so easy to be in those situations. It's easy to talk about God in those situations. But what happens if you're in a house that's divided? What happens if you're in a house that doesn't fully believe in Jesus? Do we snoop down to their level or do we try to rise them, raise them up? To God's level? Do we try to teach them the ways of the Lord? Do we try to teach them what the Bible says? So many times we get so influenced by Satan. Sin is easy. It's so easy to see something on TV, it's so easy to see that drink, it's so easy to see all these things that go against our Savior Jesus. And most of the time, we go to them. And then we repent, and we ask for forgiveness, and it's just this vicious cycle that we do. The Egyptians, I'm sorry, the Israelites, the Israelites, same thing. They knew what they just came out of, But they were so terrified and didn't look up to God and didn't think God had a plan that they were willing to go back to slavery because they felt trapped. How many times have you guys felt trapped? I feel it all the time. But God always gives us a way out. But we don't see that way out if we're not grounded in him. If we aren't reading our Bibles daily, if we aren't praying daily, back to rooted, praying All right. Last week's lesson was praying. We talked about prayer. And one of the things that said in there was how God talks to us. All right. Typically when I pray, it's an amen and I'm busy again. Right. I never sit and think about what I just asked God for. I'm not thinking about listening to him giving me an answer. Typically it's a go, 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 go. Every morning before I leave home, I pray and ask God to protect my house and protect my wife and my kids as I leave. And that's pretty much it. Then it's time to jam to the radio or look at if DoorDash is busy. I might make a couple extra bucks on the way to work. I don't know. But most of the time, as soon as I get done praying, I don't stop and listen. So back in, I can't remember, eight years ago, Um, I was talking to an offender who said that he audibly heard God talk to him. And I'm not going to lie, it made me the most uncomfortable I've ever felt talking about God. I'm like, really? You heard him talk to you? Like, I hear it in the Bible. But that's putting God in a box. That's saying God can't do that when he can. There's so many things that God can do, but we put him in a box. I don't know if you guys know this, but our Savior is not in a box. Our Savior can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants to do it. And so it goes on in that lesson to talk about God can talk to you through supernatural things. God can talk to you in dreams. Who here has actually prayed and just listened? That was a challenge for me this week, a challenge, because I noticed as I went into my prayer life that it was praying and going, praying and going, praying and going, and never waiting to listen what god has for me you guys see there's no prayer in this whole story about the israelites praying to god because they were strictly focused on them it was me 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 i'm scared oh my gosh i'm scared let's go back to slavery all right but with jesus with god there was a plan verse 13 but moses said to the people don't be afraid stand firm and see the lord's salvation He will provide for you today. For the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You must be quiet. There's really a three-point sermon in that. Don't be afraid. Man, how many times are we afraid of things we have no right to be afraid of? Because we lose focus that God is in control. Then now what? I remember that conversation with Rashad. I remember sitting in Metro's diner and he looked across the table and he said, bro, you mad? I said, I'm not mad. Not mad at all. Because if it's God's will for you to go somewhere else, it's still God's will for Church on the Rock to stand for him. And so as Rashad Last week was or last week, Rashad's how am I want to say this? Rashad's last preaching Sunday was last week. Rashad has left, but our calling here at Church on the Rock has not. We are still to tell people about Jesus. We are still to bring people in those doors. That's why I'm adamant about Friends Day. Our very first Friend's Day we had, we almost tripled our attendance that Sunday. Now, people didn't stay. We did actually have people that stayed, but not all those people stayed. But it's an opportunity for you to actually invite. There's a bunch of visitors here. But I have a feeling that we use COVID as an excuse not to invite people to church. Go to Hebrews real quick. Um, Hebrews 10. You're fine. I'm going to read that whole section, 19 through... 25, if you have that up. Oh, you're you're faster than me. Okay. Therefore, brothers, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through through the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he has inaugurated for us, through the Through the curtain that is his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold on the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us be concerned about one another in order to promote love and good works, not staying away from our meetings basically staying away from church as some habitually do but encourage each other and all the more as we see the day drawing near it's the thing not to go to church nowadays i mean we've even kind of promoted that here right hey the gas station when you need filled up come get filled up and then go out into the community I think, and I feel this way, that many of us have ran with that and basically saying, nah, we only need filled up once a month, once every other month, when in reality, we need filled up constantly. No one here can take their car and go a month without filling it up. You just can't. If you can, you ain't going nowhere, all right? Because I fill up like every three days, and I'm kind of tired of it. But anyway, it's the same thing with church. I remember, I don't know, four or five, like right before Rashad got here, we did the thing called Thrive. It was basically a five-nine. It was a small uh, group that met in our house. The problem was it wasn't small. We had 40 or 50 people that attended on Sunday morning, we had 40 or 50 people that came to thrive every single week, two times a week. It got a lot. My wife wanted to kill me, but our house got destroyed, but it was all for God. And now we have maybe 50 people here, and we don't have one active 5'9 current. That's not true. We have one active 5'9. So basically, we're telling God, we don't need you. We don't need you to fill us up. We don't need to go to the gas station to hear about you. We'll take care of this ourselves. The Israelites tried to take care of it themselves, and now they're running back to go to slavery because we have let the world tell us we don't need church. We don't need God. We don't need this thing called a Savior. But we do. We do. And we need to bring people in here and tell them, about Jesus. We need to let them know that the old life, the old slavery isn't worth it. We need to let them know that, yeah, we're going to have people that don't like us anymore because we're Christ followers. That's okay. That's okay. But make sure you witness to them and tell them about Jesus. Verse 15 in Exodus 14 says, "The the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? tell the Israelites to break camp. So here is Moses going back to God in prayer, and God is like, stop. I've already told you the answer. Go. All right? So many times we look for answers God gives them, and then we come up with excuses why we can't do them. i got to go back to God and pray. When God gives you the answer, go. Go do it. Stop looking for excuses not to do things for God. All right? God literally had to tell Moses, Stop. Stop bothering me in prayer and go do what I've already told you to do. How many of us are sitting in this room and God has told us to go do something and we didn't do it? And we kept procrastinating. Many of us. I'm sure all of us have been in this situation. As for you, lift up your staff, stretch it out out your hand over the sea and divide it so the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I'm going to harden the heart of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. I will receive glory by means of Pharaoh, all his armies and his chariots and horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I receive glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. There's their escape. Jesus Is about to do the unthinkable. God is about to do the unthinkable. Here at Church on the Rock, Jesus is gonna do the unthinkable. If it goes back to two families in a hotel room, God's gonna do the unthinkable here at Church on the Rock. That's the now what. We just have to keep pushing forward, all right? We have many people in this church, in this room, right at this moment that can help you in your walk with Jesus. Befriend them, know them, ask them. Man, some of the greatest things and times that we've had, in my opinion, at Church on the Rock were those five nines. We had marriage counseling at my island many a times, all right? We had people that were counseling that had been through super rough patches in their marriage. But then they were able to take those super, super rough patches and talk to another couple that were going through the exact same struggles. We have a lot of experience in here that God has got us through. There are so many awesome times at those thrives that we really grew as family. And I feel confident that if every single person that is new to Church on the Rock left, those 50 people, except for the ones that no longer live here in the state, would still be here at Church on the Rock because the relationship we grew with each other through small groups and constantly filling up on them small groups each and every week. We didn't miss them. Every blue moon we missed them, but we didn't miss them, and we would cram 40 people into a 10 by 15 foot living room. Super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. But man, was God there. Now we got this building we can spread out a little bit and talk. But more than anything, I want us to keep our focus on Jesus. Doesn't matter who's up here preaching, all right? All we ask is whoever's preaching is preaching out of the Bible. All right, if they come up here with their own mess, then we need to kick them off the stage. Don't kick me off the stage. Anyway, um, but as long as they're bringing God's word and what God's word says, We need to listen, all right? There's 26 incidences in the Bible, if I even said that word right, who knows, but talks about meeting together, all right? We need to get back to meeting together. So in the start of New Year, we're going to identify people to start our five nines back up, and we have to have to be faithful to that. We have to get to know each other again. COVID has just shut all that down. And we need to ask God what he needs us to do for him. So as the story goes, I'm not going to read anymore, but as the story goes, Jesus or God opens up, the Israelites go on dry land. The Egyptians come in thinking they're going to capture them. And then he closes it up and swallows them. There will be stories you guys will read that make up these stories that they crossed through six feet of water. Baloney. You had the strongest military that got wiped out by a wave. That's not six feet, I promise you. All right? Let the Bible tell you what the Bible says. And when God said he wiped them out, he wiped them out. What God isn't going to do is he is not going to let Church on the Rock die. And so, as we move forward, if it's me as lead pastor, if it's another man as lead pastor, use them. And when I say use them, talk to them. Ask them questions. If you need to call somebody in the middle of the night, I'm there. If you need to call somebody in the early morning, I'm there. In the afternoon, I'm there. If you want to meet, that's where it gets a little tricky. If you want to meet, I'm a good 5 o'clock in the morning guy. So we can meet at 5 in the morning or 9 o'clock at night. Um, But in all seriousness, I'm here for you. And if I can't meet you, we got many, many other people that will. All we want to see is you guys fall in love with Jesus and keep growing. All right? Don't let this fire that we have at Church on the Rock die. Keep going. Keep going. Keep loving each other. Stay respectful, all right? Some people do not want COVID, all right? I get it, all right? Respect them, all right? If they don't want to be touched, don't touch them. If they don't want you to get too close to them, don't get too close to them. Be respectful. Show Jesus through those actions. I didn't have those actions when I first started. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, ah, forget COVID, all right? They're just being scared. That was my attitude. I'm not gonna lie about it. But through studying and learning and all this stuff, Be respectful. Love people through that. Love them, all right? They're different. That's what makes church great. We're all different, right? Sometimes we cry over nothing. Sometimes we cry over something big. Sometimes we all should be crying and we're laughing. I don't know. But anyway, just remember one thing we're here for Jesus, and we're here for each other to help each other grow. So we're going to sing a song called No Longer a Slave. Did I get that right? Yes, all right? No Longer a Slave to Fear all right? Jesus is our man. Jesus is our leader. Jesus is our God. And if we ask him and pray for his will to be done in our lives, it will happen. A lot of times we pray for things for us instead of praying for him and what he wants us to do. Seek God and see what he wants you to do, all right? New Year's is what, Thursday, Friday? When is it? When is it? Thursday night, Friday morning? Okay, clear. All right. As we go into the new year, all right, enjoy it, party it up, scream, holler, whatever you people do, shoot guns at the ground, not in the air. Do not shoot guns in the air. Please do not do that. All right. Whatever you do, celebrate 2020 more than anything because you're still here. And if you're still here, that means God's not done with you. All right. We know that pre-existing conditions and COVID and all that, there's been a lot of death in 2020, all right? Be thankful first and foremost you're still here, but you're still here because Jesus has plans for you. Whatever those plans are, I don't know. I'm no psychic. But I'll tell you one thing. He wants you to tell people about him. He wants you to worship him exclusively. He doesn't want you to put any other gods before him, all right? Don't be the Israelites and want to go back to the life that you had before Jesus. Stay with him, all right? The only person you want to be a slave to is a slave to Jesus, all right? You want to follow him, listen to him, and have a relationship with him. Let's pray. Dear God, Lord, we, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this story in Exodus. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for um, just speaking to us through your word. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come here on Sunday. Lord, we pray that as we look at the now what, the new look of Church on the Rock, whatever that even is, Lord, we ask that you'll continue to guide us, Lord, that we'll seek your face, Lord, as the leaders continue to do Rooted Lord, and as we push that out to the rest of the church, Lord, that that can be just a a life change for us. Lord, I thank you for the openness that we have shared already in the first three weeks of Rooted amongst our leadership team. Lord, I just pray that as we go into 2021, Lord, that we honestly think about the blessing it is to be able to still be on this earth and to tell people about you. Lord, I pray that as we leave this place that we call church, that we like to say gas station and get filled up, Lord, that we'll go out and we'll be different. We won't want to go back to the life that we had before you. Lord, that we can be that lighthouse for you. Lord, that when we are in the presence of unbelievers, Lord, that we can say or do something that they can see a difference. And Lord, that that difference is you. Lord, I know that many of us in this building right now have loved ones that do not know you. Lord, we know that they won't even pick up a Bible. Lord, we could give it to them and they would put it right back down but, Lord, we understand that we may be the only Bible they ever read. And, Lord, I pray for myself that, Lord, when people look at me, they see a great example for you, someone that trusts and obey everything that you would need us to do. Lord, I thank you for every person that is here, Lord, I thank you for waking them up this morning. I thank you for bringing them safely to the church house. Lord, I I thank you for your word, and I thank you for the stories you have in it and the amazing miracles that you performed right before their eyes. Lord, we just love you, and we thank you for all that you do. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.
1: You want to stand and sing this last song with us? I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear Oh, I am a child of God From my mother's womb You have chosen me Love has called my name I've been born again into your family Your blood flows through my veins I'm no longer a slave to fear I am child of God. sea, So I could walk right through it My fears were drowned in perfect love You rescued me so I could stand and see I am a child of God Sing that again You split the sea so I could walk and sing i am a child of god one more time sing it out you split the sea so i
0: As we go home, remember, you might get a phone call this week from someone from the church asking if you'll help with the ministry, all right? Cleaning is one. That's a big one, all right? We need help with cleaning. We need help with kids service. Today, we have all kids in one service because we had two teachers that weren't feeling well this morning. So um, when you see Zach, he might not have any hair left, but he volunteered to take all the kids, which... Anyway, we'll leave that at that story, okay? But have you seen, him, tell him thanks. He took all the rugrats next door, all right? But um, we have a nursery coordinator, so they'll be calling. But just be open. Be willing to serve, all right? We serve a risen king, all right? And we just celebrated his birthday uh, a couple days ago. So let's pray. Let's get out of here. This is probably the best weather we're going to have for a couple weeks. So enjoy the 43 degrees it is right now. All right. So anyway, let's pray. Dear God, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. Lord, we just ask that you'll keep us safe this week, Lord. We pray that we can go out and tell someone about you. Lord, we we want to be a lighthouse for you. Lord, we want to tell people what you have done in our lives. Lord, we want people to know that you are King of Kings, Lord of Lord. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all that you do. It's in your son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you'd like any more information on Church on the Rock, please visit our website at www.churchontherockbb.com.